Aloha! You are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 152. This episode is sponsored by Tandawai Rum, the world's largest rum producer and winner of over 170 international medals in the past four decades. Check out their webpage at tandawaiusa.com or follow them on Facebook or Instagram at tandawaiusa. This episode is sponsored by the Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club, where their monthly t-shirt designs pay tribute to a Polynesian bar or restaurant from days long past. Each design is available for a limited time and will never be produced again. For the collectors out there, be sure to check out their subscription program, where they offer a discounted 3, 6, or 12-month plan. For more information and to check out this month's shirt, visit tikibartshirtclub.com. This podcast is also sponsored by the Tonga Hut. With locations in both North Hollywood and Palm Springs, California, the Tonga Hut serves classic tiki cocktails in a classic tiki setting. Dine in a secret tiki hideaway or learn about rum and rum history at one of their educational seminars. And if you're up to the challenge, take the journey to join the loyal order of drooling bastards. For information on events, rum rum club, and more, go to tongahut.com or find them on Facebook or Instagram. For this holiday season, we thought it would be fun to flash back to Tiki Oasis 2019 and listen in on Stuart Sandler's symposium entitled Kitty Cocktails. Stuart is a font designer and publisher, graphic designer, and author of the book Kitty Cocktails. Here's Stuart's story and learn about the difference between kitty cocktails and mocktails, how to set up your own kitty cocktail bar, and more. As always, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a good rating. Doing so helps people find the show and boosts our presence. Also, subscribing makes it easier for you to follow our adventures. And subscribers always get new releases first. You can find previous episodes at our website, desertoasisroom.com as well as links to our social media, along with links to our guest websites and their social media. And if you'd like to leave us a tip, click on the tip jar. Okay, here we go. Join us inside Tiki Oasis 2019 with Stuart Sandler, author of Kitty Cocktails. Morning, friends. Thank you for coming and aloha. And I am so grateful for Otto for inviting me to come and uh, share my passion for kitty cocktails with you. And I hope that when you leave, you also get the spirit of kitty cocktails and you can take them with you into the world. Um, So in front of you, 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 uh, on the way in, you received a glass of orchard punch. This is uh, one of the recipes featured in the book. And uh, it's a tasty little number. Feel free to, to sip away while I'm yakking away. It's uh, a very tasty number. Uh, where, I, where I live in Wisconsin, it's, it's a perfect fall drink. Uh, no Kitty Cocktail book would have been complete without a, a whole section on punches, so I'll get into that. But I know in California you guys have wonderful produce, so enjoy the orchard punch. 
as we travel back in time. <laughs> Welcome to 1983. This is my favorite game as a kid, and I, I, I knew when I grew up I wanted to be a video game designer, just like David Crane of Activision, the creator of Pitfall. I was in my glory in 1985. I had my garbage pail kid collection. I've got the whole second series on up. First series is a little spotty, so, but big fan. My favorite pastime was programming in BASIC. I had an IBM PC computer, and uh, I, was, I was a big fan. If, you, if, you, if you're a kid and you love making things, you like to figure out how they work, just like I did, because I was a kid that took everything apart. Code is the way to go. And here's me. A tiki file from back in the day, living my best life. <laughs> so, let me talk about my, where my love for Kitty Cocktails started. Uh, and, and I write about this a little bit in the beginning of the book. Um, so, uh, this is a, a, a Chinese restaurant. It's called the Golden Dragon. No, Dragon Palace. Apologies. And uh, when I was a little kid, we would, this was a special treat restaurant we would go to. Uh, most of our exotic meals out were usually Arby's, McDonald's, etc. Uh, but the Golden Dragon was a special event place. And uh, there was Lazy Susan in the middle, and the food, the, the food would come out, and it was just so, it was well done. And, uh, and uh, we, were sitting, we were sitting at the table, and uh, the waiter was coming around taking orders for beverages. And uh, he said, would, you, would you like a Shirley Temple? And I, I looked at my, my parents, and I wasn't really sure what he was talking about. And he said, you want a Shirley Temple? And, and, I, and my dad said, yeah, get a Shirley Temple. So I was like, yeah, I guess I'll have a Shirley Temple. Not knowing I was ordering a person or something like that. Um, and, uh, and the Shirley Temple came, and, and one sip, and I was hooked for life. It's like, this is magical. It's not from Coca-Cola. It didn't come from a bottle. It's just, it's in a glass, and it's, it's yummy, and it has all the flavors. That, I've never had this flavor before. It felt like a new flavor. So uh, from that moment on, I was hooked. And uh, fast forward a bunch of years later, and that finally got realized in the Kitty Cocktails book, uh, which has been out a couple of years now. Um, but I always, always am so grateful to, to share my love of it with, with people who are enthusiasts. Um, and so let me talk about a little bit about how this sort of book came to be. Um, back in the 90s, Chronicle Books made this really wonderful series of books. Uh, they're probably five bucks on Amazon at this point. Um, Patio Daddy-O, High Falls, High Fives and High Balls. Um, these nice little square books that are full of really wonderful, rich uh, retro Americana, uh, all the type, all the color. Um, and so I was really inspired by, by these books. I, I had the whole collection. Uh, and, then, and then I kind of gathered these books, which were, which were interesting books. Um, and I'll explain. The Kitty Cocktails book was never intended as uh, a mocktail book. My vision of it was, uh, and I've, I've explained this to folks, it's kind of more like an ice cream sundae book. So it's like sweet recipes, sweet treats that you can make. They just happen to be liquid-based treats. And so uh, I was never aiming to, to recreate uh, alcoholic drinks in a non-alcoholic way. I was just trying to capture what I thought was the best of what kitty cocktails are as a, as a wonderful sweet treat. 
uh, just a drinkable candy. And I did so uh, with my partner Derek Yaniger, uh, who, as, as Otto explained, is the, is the, the genius illustrator behind this show. Uh, all the beautiful artwork, uh, posters that he creates, uh, and my dear friend. And uh, I'm going to play a little video because he could not be here with us. Um, so enjoy a virtual visit by my good pal Derek. Hold, please. There we go. Hello. I'm internationally acclaimed artist Derek Yanagar, <laughs> a.k.a. His Royal Highness of Retro Hipness. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Please. No. <laughs> Take your seats. You're embarrassing me. I really wish I could be there in person with you cats, but I'm a roustabout. I'm a jet-setting playboy, and right now I am rocketing off to the exotic destination of Atlanta, Georgia. So this is the best I can do. Let's talk kitty cocktails. When my friend and business partner, Stuart Sandler, and the author of Kitty Cocktails, called me and asked me if I wanted to illustrate Kitty Cocktails, my initial response was, who is this? How'd you, how'd you get this number? Uh, no, I did hesitate, because illustrating a book is a lot of work. And thankfully, I'm always pretty steadily busy, and so I just didn't think I'd have the time to swing it. But uh, when I was in college, I always wanted to do a children's book. Never got the opportunity. I did my Marvel Comics stuff. I did my Cartoon Network stint, but uh, never really got to do a children's book. So this was my chance. And when Stuart sent me the introduction, I was hooked. Uh, I, when I was a wee crumb snatcher, growing up in Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, really looked forward to going to the local Chinese restaurant with my parents. Uh, the decor, the music, the atmosphere, and of course the kitty cocktails. Uh, so when I read that in his introduction, that was it. And then when he sent me the list of drink names, all these ideas started rolling around in my coconut. And from that point on, I mean, honestly, the damn thing pretty much illustrated itself. Um, and the other good thing about it was Stuart let me do my own thing, which as an artist is always a groovy, groovy thing. Uh, he let me dance to the beat of my own bongos. Uh, so anyway, I'm really, really proud of what we did here. I, I think it turned out really great, and uh, let's take a look at it, shall we? Kitty cocktail. The cover, very retro. As you know, I am into the retro vibe, so I think this captures it pretty, pretty darn well. <laughs> so, favorite illustrations. Let's start with one uh, right here in the beginning. Oh, I love it. This is one of my favorite, favorite illustrations. Very retro. I mean, I, I just dig this. Scratchy lines, reverse line work. That's my thing. Another piece that I really dig is the Kitty Cocktail Club. No one over 21. Sorry. <laughs> See, over 20. See, because it's Kitty. <laughs> I really dig that piece. Moving on. Another one that I really love is the 
is the Virgin Mary. And the Virgin Mary is a very spicy drink. Uh, so, obviously, fire-breathing dragon, princess. I mean, come on. I dig this one. Next, a lot of the ideas came from just the, just the list, just the titles. Blue Lagoon, you know, which made me think of Blue Hawaii, which made me think of Elvis, and blah, 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 blah. There you go. Another one. Same kind of thing happened with the line Ricky. Ricky made me think of Ricky Ricardo, which made me think of Baba Lo, which made me think of Carmen Miranda, and there you go. I dig it. It was so much fun making this art. And working in minimal color is tricky. Most of the stuff I do is minimal color because it just really looks more retro, you know? But it's tricky sometimes. Dream Sickle. It's just one of those illustrations that just rolled right out of my brain bucket. And I was really happy with it. Cute, you know. Another one that I really dig. Ooh, this might be my favorite. I don't know. Cherry Bomb. Ch -ch 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 Cherry Bomb. <laughs> Love that one. Just dig it. And again, working in minimal color and pulling off all this, all this detailed work with very little color. It's tricky. <coughs> but I dig it. I dig it the most, to say the least. And I'm almost out of time here, so I will leave you with this. Uh, kids, please, I beg of you, drink responsibly. Don't end up like this green face, kid. All right, that's about it. I got a split. Uh, I hope you cats dig the symposium. I hope you dig the book. And I'll catch you cats later. Take it away, Stu. That cat is the best. All right, uh, give me one second, because I know I'm a technically inproficient person on a Windows computer. Um, so, I'll do the right click. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna fast forward here, get back to where we were. All right. So as Derek said, um, so this is this is this is a lot of a, a bunch of different styles of stuff. You're obviously all familiar with with his artwork from um, this event. Um, so so as far as the process went, we um, when I first uh, had the idea. Derek and I, we didn't want to overcommit before we knew we had interest in a publisher, and uh, so we met a fellow named Yak, uh, who is from a company in the UK called Carrero uh, Press. And uh, I said, hey man, we got this cool book idea, we think it could work, uh, what do you think? He's like, well, do a couple mock-ups for me and I'll take it to the, the, the London Book Fair and see if I, if I can generate some interest. And uh, sure enough, he, uh, he did and uh, walked out there with a pre-order for 25,000 copies of it. So we're like, oh, okay, we got something here. Uh, so it was time to get started. And um, uh, from the time we did the mock-up to the time we, we got the book out, it was, it was probably, it, it, we had nine months of a, the four months that were really pretty intensive. Uh, and so Derek started uh, with, uh, 
you know, I put together kind of a, a layout of a spread of what I thought the, you know, forward, the, the, the left goes here, the right goes here. This is what's on the, each recipe, created the sections, did all the, um, uh, the rough outline of what, what, what the guts of the thing looked like. And then uh, Derek started sketching once we had the names. Uh, and you can see many of these original sketches are at the art show uh, in the front in the hall. Uh, and they're actually sitting right up on the, the table where the person at the art show. So if you want to see the original sketches that uh, Derek drew, and they're also for sale. Uh, if you want to own a piece of kitty cocktail history, uh, check them out. We, we brought, uh, I think, a dozen of them. I think we're, we're down a, a good chunk, but uh, there's still a lot you can uh, get your mints on. So, um, so from there, uh, Derek colorized them. Um, and we, we started to kind of uh, decide kind of how what we needed for facing pages, how many illustrations we wanted to do. Uh, and then uh, from there, uh, because I, uh, I'm a font maker and I uh, love uh, genuinely authentic retro stuff, I really wanted the layouts to, they had to be, they were either right or they weren't right. Uh, and so all the type had to be just perfect for me. Um, and it was really uh, a very self-indulgent exercise for me to come up with a way to make the spreads just fly off the page and sing, and I've, I'm just in my my glory. Um, and so these are some of the uh, couple of spreads of, of how I kind of merged some ideas, uh, kept the same minimal color across the page, um, did a lot of background design, or had Derek illustrate some extra pieces, parts for me. Um, and there was a lot of research involved um, in terms of. Um, and I actually was was fortunate to to uh, bend Beachbum Berry's ear and say, Hey, man. So I'm doing this kitty cocktail book, and I really would love your suggestions and thoughts. And the first thing he said to me was, anything you see on the internet, don't trust. And if it's in a book, trust it even less. Uh, so it, was, it, was a, a, it really created a deep dive for me to really try to f go back to the etymology of some of the origins of some of these drinks, um, to, to find the, I, I would call the quintessential version of it, and test them out. Um, keep in mind, um, Flavors have changed over the years. So a Coca-Cola from, from uh, the 40s or the 50s is not the same Coca-Cola as, as we are served now. It's just differences over time, they, they, different things. So the, flavors, the flavor profiles change a little bit. Um, so I, I made sure uh, when I did the recipes to make sure to capture everything. And of course, I had to try all the recipes. Um, and when you write a book this big, that's a lot of sugar. I'm going <laughs> to estimate. Only a full-size statue of myself as a sugar cube was consumed. Uh, I had very willing assistants. Uh, my own children, uh, my three kiddos, helped me. Uh, and we had some fun. And without further ado, you ready for our first drink. And thank you also to the wonderful people of Tiki Oasis who put together this amazing presentation. So you are a, you are, you're a junior mixologist. We're going we're gonna to dig right in. So in front of you, you have a glass that has uh, some cotton candy in it and a little straw. And just next to that glass, you have uh, either a Sprite or a Cherry 7-Up. Uh, and so this is, this, is, this is one of the early drinks in the book. Uh, and it's, this, is such, this is such a fun drink. Uh, and even, even after today, you're going to be like, I'm making this. I'm going to just every meal. Doesn't matter what's what's for dinner tonight. Tacos, all right, and and cotton candies. So, um, so we're gonna do. Grab your grab your cotton candy. Hold it in the air. Just, just the cotton candy itself. It's okay to touch our food. 
All right. And then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take our cotton candy. We're gonna put it right over that Sprite or Seven Up. All right. And as Charles Phoenix would say, "Behold the glory," and then just drop it in and watch the magic. Give it a stir with your, with your uh, licorice stir, and give it a sip. And then tell me what you think. It's miraculous. It's like, how did that, how did that never occur to anyone before? You're feeling it back there. It's good stuff. Also forgot to mention, uh, Charles Phoenix, who wrote the foreword for this book, who you, uh, some of you may have caught his retro slideshow. He is, he is a, he's a gift to humanity. He is a world-class American treasure. And uh, his rule for kitty cocktails is simply this. There are no rules when it comes to kitty cocktails. So let's talk about a couple basics, now that I got you hooked. Now that you know how good a kitty cocktail can be. If you're going to do anything right, you need the tools. Always get your tools set up. So what we've got here, uh, basically we've got an illustration. We can look these up on Amazon, whatever you want to do. Um, of all the tools that you will want, you don't need everything. And, you, and to some degree, you can find most of what you, what you already need, you already have, to make your kitty cocktail bar complete. Um, we've got a couple different types of shakers. They each have a different purpose. I don't want to give it away too much. We've got a pitcher. Another way you want to try to combine your, your cocktail ingredients. A blender for making frozen kitty cocktails. Uh, our measuring devices, which are important. Um, because, the, you, the, because the publisher is from the UK, we have a metric conversion chart in the back. Uh, so we have to, to you know, teaspoons and cups and also ounces, which we're going to talk about. Um, the Hawthorne strainer we, we would use with a Boston shaker. Sometimes, uh, we wouldn't need it with the Cobbler shaker. And we also have what's called a double jigger. Uh, so a lot of recipes will call for a certain amount of, of liquid in each drink. And the jigger is a just very quickly, uh, easy way to, to take a very simple measurement. A lot of times they're lined on the inside. One side is the, is the single serving, the other side is the double serving, so a single jigger or a double jigger, and we will, we will measure those out in our drinks and put them in there, and then of course a mixing glass. So, we want to be prepared, we want to have our tools. We also want to have the right glass. So what's important is, and this is the other thing, it's my personal thing, and I didn't really, I didn't really get into this as deeply as, as I would have, until I realized the difference that the right glass makes. It just enhances the, drink, the drinking experience of the kitty cocktail. Sometimes you get a, a special nose bouquet, so you need something with a wider rim. And you really want to get in there and, you know, enjoy that dreamsicle. Uh, and because they're fancy and fun. And also, Tiki Mug didn't, didn't quite get here, but if you get one. Um, 
So we want to talk. So here's the other thing: uh, when you're setting up your Kitty Cocktail Bar, uh, these are some these are some pretty basic uh, ingredients, and with just a handful of things, you can make an awful lot of delicious Kitty Cocktails that are in the book. So there's a lot of uh, opportunity. Uh, without, without emptying the budget to get yourself a couple of drinks. Uh, a lot of times, another good way to go is maybe go through the book and pick out a couple different uh, kitty cocktails that you want to make, uh, and maybe make one a week, one a month, something like that. Slowly build up your, stock up your bar, and, uh, and by the end of a uh, you know, couple months' time, you'll, you'll be able to make any kitty cocktail you can think of. The other fun thing, in addition to having the right glass, is to make sure we're using the correct garnish. There's nothing better, nothing makes a kitty cocktail more tasty than having the right garnish on it. So uh, a lot of these, again, citrus twist, fun to make at home. There's a YouTube video for it. So we'll dig in. And you want to get ready for your own kitty cocktail club. And if you want to throw a kitty cocktail party, you go to kittycocktails.com. There's uh, invitations you can download and print off. There's all kinds of stuff, music ready to go, and all the ideas of themes for your kitty cocktail party that you want to throw. Uh, and then some, some suggestions of foods you might want to serve at your kitty cocktail party. I've hosted a few, I've been a guest at many, and I dig them all. Also, a complete checklist of all the things that you would want in your kitty cocktail list. Uh, so I'll talk a little bit about, um, about sort of all the, the recipes that are in this book before we get into our next uh, kitty cocktail. Um, so we, when, I, when I first started the project, I knew it was not going to be a kitty cocktail book that didn't have a Shirley Temple in it. Uh, and, and these, so we started the book with uh, the, cl the classics, the absolute classics. Um, and in terms of, you know, uh, uh, the Arnie Palmer, um, the Shirley Temple, which, of course, I'm going to get into these now, but there is the Blue Blizzard, and there is the Chomp, which may look familiar. We'll come back to these a little later. Um, then, when I want, then we have a nice section on tropical kitty cocktails, when you want to, you know, get the Exotica in full effect, put on a little less Baxter, maybe some some Cougat, all kinds of good stuff. And then, as I mentioned earlier, when you, with the Orchard Punch, no kitty cocktail book would be complete without. Like really, really good punch recipes. And, and these are the best punch recipes. I'm gonna say it. Uh, when you have, uh, some of them have a nice ice float or a sherbet float in the middle. Um, I can tell you when I was a little kid and I had to go to intolerable adult parties I parked myself right by the punch bowl and just kind of, you know, ladle a couple of men. They were always my favorite. They was the thing I looked forward to was what was the punch bowl going to be this week. Big fan. Uh, some more classics. These are the frozen kitty cocktail drinks. Got the golden caddy, the black cow. My favorite of which is uh, the New York egg cream. It's a good. It's a good one. It's an acquired taste, and then uh, what I what I call new Amer new classics. These are the these are the emerging going to be the future Shirley Temples. Um, uh, this one is is a, a fun one because uh, it, it's a layered kitty cocktail. You can make a red, white, and blue drink with some practice and a very full glass of ice. It's a tasty one. So we're going to go back to the '80s. 
And I, I so appreciate the theme of, of this year's TK Oasis because it, it gave me the opportunity to really highlight uh, some of the classics from the 80s, some of my favorites growing up. So obviously this guy was kind of a big deal in the 80s, and to some degree still is, our pal Pac-Man. Uh, and if you remember the chomp drink, uh, I knew it as a Pac-Man as a kid. And uh, when, when we, we put this spread together and we sent it along to the publisher, uh, they were like, you know, we better check and make sure we get some clearance on this. Uh, and regrettably, uh, they, they weren't able to uh, put anything together with Bandai Namco, so we ended up renaming it the Chomp, which is in the book. But the recipe is the same. And then this was the other big thing I remember from the 90s. The Smurfs. Who doesn't love the Smurfs? Give that man a candy bar. Good man. Congrats. So this was the original layout for, for what is now known as the Blue Blizzard. It's the Smurf. And again, trademarks being what they are and the trademark signature hat, we ended up changing it to the Blue Blizzard. It's still just as tasty as ever. So now, we're ready to get into some serious 80s with the Wave Blender, we're ready for our next kitty cocktail. So the Wave Blender, I got it, I got it in a picture here, not, not nearly as 80s as this, but I still dig it. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to work with our cocktail shakers on this one. Uh, everybody but the table in the back corner. Uh, has uh, everyone has their own no every two people are sharing yes uh, so two people will share uh, and we will take turns making our drinks and uh, if you if you finish with your shaker early you can send one or two back to the back that would be super appreciated uh, so so this one uh, it's it's a very it's a it's a it's a variation on the Pac-Man um, the Pac-Man has got a lot, a lot more tang, a lot more citrusy punch to it. The Wave Bender is a little more blended. And the way I like to approach uh, this drink is, so in terms of, um, uh, if you, how many people have uh, seen the movie Ratatouille? Okay, a couple fans here. So remember when, when uh, Remy's hanging out with his brother and he gives him the strawberry and the cheese and, and he has him take a bite of one and then he has him take a bite of the other and then all of a sudden, the, He's like, imagine the flavor is how they combine together in your mouth, and now it's a new flavor. That's the, that is the dream behind Kitty Cocktail. So for example, the primary ingredient obviously is ginger ale. We're going to modify the ginger ale. We're going to add a little more punch to it, a little more sweetness to it. We're going to brighten it up a little bit, give it a little more fruitiness. Um, and so we're going to do that with uh, natural fruit juices. So uh, what I'd like you to do uh, I would ask you to take your shaker, take the top off the shaker, uh, and then I would say uh, put, uh, I would say you could fill it up just about halfway with some ice cubes. Feel free to dig in, maybe closer to three quarters of the way full. You want your wave bender to be nice and frosty cool.
All right, and then at the top of the table, uh, just for visual aids, I'm going to hold these up just to show the folks. We have our lemon juice. We have our orange juice. And we have our grenadine. So grenadine, uh, and, and we've got really high-quality grenadine here. Usually, uh, you will find grenadine, and it looks pretty bright red. And there's no wrong way to do grenadine. Uh, it's actually not cherry juice. It's actually uh, a concentrate made from pomegranate. It's a fun fact you can impress all of your friends at parties with. Um, so I would suggest maybe we start with the grenadine. And we will open the grenadine lid, and we will pour it into our shaker. Get every last delicious drop of that grenadine out. And then I would tell you to smell, smell the, the grenadine container, just to get a sense of, of that yummy, sweet grenadine flavor smell. Yeah, that's good stuff. Then I will suggest we're going to start with our first juice. Let's start with the lemon juice. We'll take the lid off of our lemon juice. And we will pour the lemon juice into our shaker. Got some beautiful color happening in the shaker. Things are starting to blend. There's a little bit of chemistry starting to happen. And then we're going to open our orange juice. And we are going to put our orange juice in the shaker. All right. So we've got our juices and our grenadine ready for shaking. So let's, re let's replace the top of the shaker. We'll do it in a, just a double check, maybe give it a little test, make sure everything is good, make sure the, the little cap part of it's on there. And then what we're going to do, when we shake with a shaker, we want to hold the bottom and the top together. We don't want to just hold it from the side, or it could do one of those. So we're going to hold the top and the bottom, we're going to give it a couple of shakes. Go right side up, upside down, sing a song. Get some shaking going on there. All right. Give it a good couple shakes. And the more you shake it, the colder it gets. And we want it good and ice cold. Listen to that beautiful music. And we're going to take our shaken ice shaker ingredients. There's a, an empty cup. Uh, should be right next to you. And we will pour the contents of that into our cup. Pardon me? Uh, without the ice. We're only going to take off the, the little part off the top. Now, some of you have more juice in your glass than others. Some of you have less juice in your glass than others. Uh, so you have to use some judgment, and for some of you, you could, you could almost even split the, the contents of the shaker if you wanted to share with a pal. Uh, and in front of you, uh, you've got a bottle of this tasty ginger ale. 
from our friends at Tenements. So we're going to take the ginger ale. We are going to uh, top off our juice blend that's ice cold. And, and you, generally, the ratio um, is 60-40. So I th like I said, that some, of it, some of you might have a little more juice. Some of you might have a little more ginger ale. It's all right. It's just, it just when we're ready to drink, that is your straw, for sure. And we will use our licorice uh, straws to give it a good stir. So we can combine them up. Yeah. With the, you can use the licorice to stir it, yeah. So I'll give everybody kind of a pro tip here. The next time you're out having a kitty cocktail at the restaurant and you take a sip and it doesn't taste very good, give it a couple of good stirs, stir from the bottom up, pull the sweet. So a lot of times sugar will float to the bottom. Sometimes the, the citrus will be the last that goes on top. So make sure uh, when you're stirring your kitty cocktail with your uh, licorice stick uh, to, to make it, try to, try to pull everything from the bottom into it so you get a nice well blended drink. And yeah, you may, uh, you may enjoy the mind bending wave bender at your leisure. Now here's, a, here's an unintended little surprise. Because, uh, because the, uh, the glasses in front of you are, are smaller glasses, uh, as, you, as you drink more Wavebender, add a little bit more ginger ale to kind of refill it, give it a couple more stirs, and, and taste how the flavor profile changes as you add a little more of the Fenton Mints. And this is part of the, this is part of the, the experimentation of K-Cocktails. When you, when you make these at home, when I created these recipes, I created what I thought was the most balanced flavor. Not too sweet, not too bitter, not too sour. But if you, want, if you like your drink sweet, you can add a little bit more of the, of the grenadine. If you like it a little more tart, you can add a little more of the lemon juice. If you like, want that ginger to really pop out and fill your mouth with that wonderful ginger flavor, you can go a little heavier on the ginger ale. And as Charles said, there's no wrong way. There are no rules. And there is no wrong way to enjoy your kitty cocktail. What do we think of the Wavebender? Good stuff. Excellent. Awesome. So you're, you're in for a special treat. If this wasn't the most treats we've already enjoyed. In the back of the book, I created a section that I thought was, was quintessential. I, I believe the first book in the history of books, of published literature, to discuss the high art of soda blending. Now, a show of hands, how many people went to their 7-Eleven or local Ponderosa 
cup in hand, because you got access to all the flavors. How many? How many people? There you go. There you go. We love blending. We love blending sodas from the fountain. Uh, and so, I took the liberty of putting all of my favorite blends together <laughs> into one single section of this book. Now, many of them were outstanding, delicious, life-changing. The other half were absolutely disgusting. <laughs> and, and I'm a guy, I'm a completionist. I need, I need the whole spectrum. And so, for your pleasure, I have, I have collected both my favorite crazy combos and the gross-outs. All into one. Uh, my favorite of which, and I will tell you, when you get home, get yourself a two liter of orange soda crush, uh, a two liter of, uh, of cream soda, 50-50 blend. It's amazing. And it shocks me that no one has been smart enough to bottle those two together in a single beverage. But this is seriously like, how is this not a major thing? Um, yeah, we've got, and actually, it's funny because I did, I did like a lot of some research on this, and I found, uh, where is it, the Spezi. This is very popular in Italy. Uh, it's it's a, a genuine, real thing, half Coca-Cola, half orange soda. I close out the gross out Yeah. There is, there is a gross out in there, and, and it's probably the most sour thing I've ever had in my life. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll dig it up here. But while I am doing that, here it is. Yes, it's the Zinger. It's half lemonade and half Sprite. And it doesn't seem like it would be that sharp. But my goodness, it will dry you out like you've never, like you've never had. Um, and I will also uh, leave you with a little homework assignment, just for fun, uh, when you get back to your houses. Um, I visited the Dr. Pepper Museum in Waco, Texas earlier this year, and for the first time ever, I had hot Dr. Pepper. If no one's ever heard of it. It's delicious. It's little, it's like, huh? I didn't realize this was a new flavor. It doesn't taste anything like Dr. Pepper. It's not fizzy, um, but you boil Dr. Pepper for a certain amount of time. You put a lemon slice in. It doesn't work without the lemon slice. And it's like, this is like really good tea. It's like a new flavor I haven't had before. Um, and then, of course, uh, for the daredevils among us, there's the graveyard. It goes by many names. It's the one of everything on the fountain. <laughs> Usually it's accompanied with a bet or a dare. <laughs> and as Derek said earlier, we love kitty cocktails. We love them, love them. But drink your kitty cocktails responsibly. It is a sweet, delicious treat. It's got a ton of sugar in it. So make this a very special treat. If you just go, don't pour through the whole book in an evening, please, please. Uh, do it over time. Look forward to planting your glass and your garnish. So there's a whole lot of, of, of delicious kitty cocktails for you to share. And then spread the joy, spread the love. Teach a friend about kitty cocktails. Teach, make some drinks together, have a kitty cocktail party. 
And uh, just in closing, I want to thank everyone again, Otto and the crew, for doing such an awesome job. Uh, and I thank all of you for coming and joining me for this. Um, I only have a handful of books, um, but I'm also trying to catch a flight, so I won't be here very long. Uh, but I, I, um, if you go to MrRetro.com, we've got more of the books for, for purchase. I'd be happy to inscribe them for you if you want to leave a comment on your order. Thank you for attending the Kitty Cocktail Symposium. And there you have it, Kitty Cocktails by Stuart Sandler. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Until next time, cheers and aloha. Aloha.